This is Weirdly Enough, your regular podcast for strange stories and amazing facts. Delivered straight to your favorite podcast directory and at weirdlyenough.com. Now, here are your hosts, Andy and Len. You know, uh, I'm aware the podcast reach a global audience, uh, and I know a lot of our listeners tuning in. Uh, do you tune into the podcast? You think that's a thing? Um, I mean, you tune into the wireless, don't you? Yes. Uh, I wish they would tune in. I wish there was a tuning button on, on your device that you tune and it crackled a bit, and then you heard our voice. But anyway, uh, I know a lot of people that listen to us are from North America, all around the world, to be, uh, to be truthful about it, but... Uh, sometimes I like to keep things local. I think that's an Amazon man, but we will crack on. Um, we get asked uh, in the comment section sometimes where our accents are for, from. Some people think we're Scottish, uh, but others just can't place us. Well, both of us are from the east of Belfast, the capital city of Northern Ireland. Len here is from Cumber, uh, originally, while I hail from the wonderful town of Newton Arts. Although you do live in East Belfast now, don't you? Yes, I. my, no, my parents are originally from East Belfast. Born and brought up in Cumber, well, not born in Cumber, brought up in Cumber, sort of living in Dundal now. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, that's so, sort of area like The eastern side of Belfast, anyway. Both towns in their modern form date back to the 17th century. This is Newton Ards and Cumber. Uh, when so-called planters from Scotland settled in the land, Hugh Montgomery, known as the founding fathers of Ulster Scots, came from Ayrshire. But after being uh, given land in Ireland, he established a town with the name Newton, which uh, later became Newton Ards. Cumber is a town best known for its whiskey, which was a big industry in the 1800s. It was also the home of Thomas Andrews, the designer of the Titanic and war hero Rollo Gillespie, known for his victories in India. And the lo- now he's commemorated by the largest Masonic monument in Ireland. Oh. In the square. Oh, that's a Masonic statue then? That is very much a Masonic statue. So, of course, an area with so much history must come with its fair share of ghost stories. So I wanted to take a look uh, at these and delve, for a few minutes anyway, into the ghosts of Newton Ards. We'll take a look first at Scrabo Tower. This is a 41 metre high structure built in the late 1850s as a memorial to Charles William Stewart. I thought he used to uh, present quiz shows, but that was William G. Stewart. Yes, got it wrong. The third Marquis of Londonderry, who helped the local people with food imported from Scotland during the Irish potato famine. Scrabo is an imposing structure, not least because it stands on a 400-foot high hill overlooking the town. The tower is a landmark for miles around. It can even be seen from as far away as the Isle of Man and Scotland. Tales of whispers and banging around the tower have been reported as well as people who claim they've seen a woman in period costume walking down a narrow spiral staircase. I'm not sure about the banging though. It sounds like a local car park has been, uh, which has been reported as a, a famous dogging spot. Oh, we can't talk about that. So uh, this is a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> so perhaps there's, there's no degeneracy. I've been talking so perhaps about. there's plenty of things going bump in the night at Scrabble, but maybe not ghosts. But there you are, the, the ghostly goings on up at Scrabble. I'm appalled. At That's absolutely disgusting. Huntsman Bar in Newton Ards used to be our watering hole, and now it's it's quite sad to look at. It's closed down. It's up for sale, but not as a bar anymore. It'll probably be made into apartments or something. We uh, enjoyed the odd small libation within its wall. It's an old building with a pub dating back on the site 
for a long time. See, I've done my research here. I know how long it is. <laughs> they used to have a nightclub upstairs called Brandy's back in the day. I think it was also called The Edge, wasn't it? The Edge. That always confused me, because I would have known it as Brandy's. Oh, originally, though, we would have known it as The Edge, because we oh, were kind of late 90s going to it. Yeah. But I think before that, then, it was Brandy's. Oh, Uh, I have uh, messed up in my pagination here. But anyway, uh, a ghost of a former landlady, Kimberly Jackson, is reported to have been sighted around the bar, keeping an eye out for unruly customers. The name of the bar was actually changed to Kimberly Jackson's for a time in her memory um, of of the famous uh, uh, owner. Then I'm going to skip back in my uh, little thing here. Not far from Cumber. Uh, is Mahee Island. It's uh, the home of the wonderful Nendrum Monastic Site, a place I love to visit. It's a monastery. It was first thought to have been established by uh, St. Mokai, I hope I'm saying that right, Mokai, uh, as early as the 5th century. How do you say that? I have literally have never said Mokayo. that name. Mokai? Uh, as early as the 5th hmm. century, though, archaeology investigations, excavations show the site was occupied from at least the 7th century nowadays the place is peaceful and tranquil but it does harbour a feeling of violence, of unease and you can well imagine Viking Rangers uh, laying siege uh, to the site, Uh, they arrived in 976 AD in their longships it's thought Mahi Island was later occupied by Benedictine monks uh, from the later part of the 12th century until it appears to have been abandoned around the 15th century. The archaeological removal of items thought to be holy and sacred seems to have unsettled spirits in the area and a total of nine different ghosts, uh, mostly made of spectral monks, have been seen haunting the area. Uh, then we take another little trip to the seaside town of Donahaday, it's close to Newton Ards. It's home to what is contested to be the oldest pub in Ireland, Grace Nails. It dates back to 1611. The ghost of Grace only appears once dressed in Victorian clothing. Uh, she is more likely to manifest with poltergeist activity, such as moving bottles and glasses around the bar or switching on and off electrical equipment. So uh, I wanted to know um, Kimberly Jackson. Possibly. Were they friends? Taking a journey of a few miles to neighbouring Cumber now, the town is home to a place called the Ghost Hole. It's definitely worth an investigation. Have you ever heard of this story? No. Okay, one of the most popular stories about this area of Cumber concerns a legless beggar who would start begging at the first row of, ho- of mill houses and the resident of that house would carry him to the next house and so on. Right. So they'd carry this guy along. Once the beggar had completed his trip along the houses... Uh, the residents of the last house would carry him uh, a distance across a road and railway um, to the houses at Ardmillan. In a rage one day, the homeowner took the beggar and threw him into water, uh, into what is now called the ghost hole. And it's said uh, now the legless beggar haunts the water's edge. Um, there you are. That's very interesting. The ghost hole. Yeah. <laughs> It's the idea of them carrying this guy from... Right, you have him now. It's, you have him now. It's funny what you should say about Mickey M- Island, because there, there always has an easy feeling about It's peaceful, but it's also a little bit... Yeah, it's a little bit... You there's, could imagine the Vikings arriving. There's a sense of unease. Yeah. Do you recall 
many years ago in the nineties. One summer, myself and, and you went on a drive mm-hmm. down Stryford area. Okay. And Are we, you alright? I'm fine, yes. What do you mean? I thought you were starting to take a stroke or something while you were talking there. It's, like, it's, it's called being... Like a word, a sentence. It's, it's called being dramatic. Okay. It's yes. called being dramatic. Right, I'm we're talking to, about taking to, this drive. I am trying to build okay. tension in the listener. This is a narrative technique. Okay. Okay. I need to learn this. Wait, yes, you do need to learn this. This, yeah. is, this is entertainment. Okay. Right. Back in the 90s. Right. We went on this trip, drive, warm summer evening, okay? Do you recall stopping off at this place, went for Dander, and we, I distinctly remember we observed people in white robes on on an island. That wasn't then, that was, yeah, that was further down, like Delamont area. Somewhere like like one of these places where you can walk around and stuff. People in white robes, yeah. Conducting some sort of rite. Uh Yeah. And we were fascinated, but also slightly nervous. And then they, they dispersed. And we sort of had a conversation about what we should do, but then nothing ever sort of came of it. Yeah. So I wonder where they sort of like dreads or, or, yeah, or something like that. Strange. So that's, that's what that, I haven't thought about that for years. I couldn't talk about this without talking about Movilla Cemetery. It's on the east side of Newton Ards, and the only stone's throw from uh, our recording studio here. This cemetery was built on a site of historical importance. It's so old that the parish wall built around the cemetery has Anglo-Norman gravestones, <coughs> excuse me, gravestones built into the wall. And I'm guessing these date from the 1100s, these, these yeah. Anglo-Norman gravestones. Absolutely amazing. The graveyard is an interesting place for a dander with so many historical graves, including three Polish airmen who lost their lives during World War II and a grave of the war hero and one of the founding uh, members of the SAS, Colonel Paddy Blair Main. One of the main features of the graveyard is a historic abbey that was founded in 540 AD. <coughs> the abbey was burnt down by Vikings, of course, again, Viking raiders in 825 AD, but the remains of the building stand to this day. Reports of strange lights floating around the graveyard at night have been made. Now, I live near the graveyard. In fact, uh, I can see the abbey and some graves from my back window. I've indeed seen lights, some that appear to move, but always I've been able to identify these as headlights of passing cars uh, kind of reflect on the shiny mm. graves. Uh, so I've never experienced any spooky goings on. In fact, I find it quite peaceful to live near this ancient graveyard. I like it. I, yeah, a lot of people would be spooked out, but I like it. Back in the town uh, then... And close to the Huntsman Inn uh, that I mentioned earlier is the Newtonards War Memorial. Witnesses say they, uh, they've they seen a man dressed in Victorian clothes walking around the area. And it's been said that robbers waited for their victim one night and robbed him before fleeing the scene and leaving their victim to die. The interesting thing about this account is that the memorial was only built by the Royal British Legion in 1925, so I wonder what was on the site before that then, perhaps just a small park or something. The War Memorial is directly beside Newton Arts Priory, a medieval Dominican uh, monastery built around tw- uh, 1244. While no hauntings or spooky monks have been recorded uh, that I can find, uh, I, uh, I always find the Priory a very spooky place. The site is usually locked up, but it's open on some occasions and well worth a visit. Um. Yeah. So, uh, 
Very, very. I, I had uh, I had some other paranormal activities in the area that one looked at. at uh, for example, in Ansborough, uh, which is near Castle Well, and a hairy figure was uh, was seen. A driver watched a four foot high hairy figure dart across the road and disappear into a bush. Mm. This was in October 2016. Uh, UFOs seen uh, over um, Bangor back in 2007, mm. and a grey Victorian lady. In 2006 to 2007 in Bangor and St. Mary's Church, a site worker walking up the main path to the left of the church spotted a grey lady in Victorian clothing 25 metres away. The witness shouted to her that the gates were closed and that she could, uh, would not be able to pass through. The lady ignored the worker and continued walking, passing behind the witness's work van where she disappeared. The worker searched the area, but there was no way the lady could leave without passing or being seen by the worker. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is. It is an interesting one. Um, they're always grey ladies, aren't they? It's like that ghost yes, thing on TV. Always the sweet grey lady. Always the grey lady. Uh, so, yeah, uh, if you know any ghost tales uh, of this local area, or indeed your own local area, why not email us, podcast at weirdlyenough.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're going to be taking a break now for... <clears throat> Excuse me. I haven't talked so much in a long time. We're going to be taking a break though for uh, the rest of the summer. Yep. We'll be back September, October time, round about then. Uh, and for really look five. forward to it for season five. They said it would never work, but we're on our fifth season or series, uh, however way, uh, however you want to put it. Thank you very much for listening. Do like, like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Leave a message if you can. Leave a comment. It would help us greatly. Tell all your friends and family to subscribe to Weirdly Enough as well. Um, we'll always keep it free. We'll always make it free for people. Um, it's just something we enjoy doing. We enjoy talking about. We enjoy the research that goes into this. I hope that comes across in the podcast. And have a, a, a peaceful but enjoyable and maybe weird summer. Oh Yeah, very weird summer. Be good. Hopefully not too weird. Yes. In the... In the you know, in the, in the yes, in the instead of world affairs, the political things. Uh, thank you. Yes, talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Weirdly Enough. Remember to subscribe to get the latest edition as soon as it drops, and don't forget to leave a review. Email us about anything we've discussed or with your own weird tale at podcast at weirdlyenough.com. <laughs>